Welcome back, everyone, to the most awesome podcast on the face of the earth. This is TV Channeling, and we're rearing to go with TV and film and entertainment news. Right, my dear Kevin? Yes, we are. And it is episode 18. So let's get the party started. Tachi, what is going on in the world of entertainment? Oh, everything as per usual. I have some updated news, some news that just came out. So I'm sure you heard about Kathy Griffin and the whole debacle with her uh, carrying, was it, was she carrying a decapitated head of Voldemort? <laughs> well, first of all, it wasn't an actual head. It was No, it wasn't the real head. <laughs> it no, I think it wasn't, we know it wasn't his. It wasn't any kind of head. It was an art piece and obviously it did not go well because yes, I heard what just broke. Yes. So she gone, basically. It, as you know, she does the New Year's Eve special the, uh, every year with Anderson Cooper. And they were just probably or a few hours ago, they were contemplating their relationship with her. And now they said, well, no need to think about it. You're gone. So they are going to be looking for a new New Year's Eve co-host for Anderson Cooper because CNN has decided just today to sever their relationship ties with Kathy Griffin. <sighs> well, well, you know, and is, you, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, there is no, everybody is trying to protect their brand now. There, nobody has time for the nonsense or anything because this was just yesterday that this happened. And you know how before they would take some time to contemplate and, okay, well, let's see. They said, nope, bye. One day. Well, the truth is, there's a couple things. I would love to have been behind the scenes and hear how this whole thing got thought out by CNN. Because when Anderson Cooper and uh, Kathy Griffin first paired, it was so crazy. Uh, just the idea of them together and that, that, that they had some kind of friendship uh, was such an, uh, an odd, seemed like it's such an odd pairing. And to see how she would kind of goad him, it was really funny and refreshing. But that was years ago. <laughs> and so each year she kept trying to come up with some kind of thing to like goad him or some weird thing to do where she like sprayed his hair, crazy colors and just different things. And it just got old. And so I wonder if this is like a blessing in disguise for both of them to ref uh, to refresh the whole brand and to do something else. Because it's like how much more, I mean, what else could she do? She was always, and then one year she actually like uh, walked around in her underwear, like in a bra or whatever and it's like freezing i mean you can only shock us you can only shock us <laughs> so many times what else could she possibly do uh and so and then don what lemon, she just they, did and then also don lemon she, they didn't really even need her because don lemon was just getting straight up drunk and saying all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff it's just like we don't need gabby griffin we already have don lemon on the on the payroll all we need to do is give him a couple of shots and he is good to go well he so, says crazy stuff without being drunk so oh, yeah, but oh, but when the but, but the liquor is quicker, the mouth got loose, <laughs> and so <laughs> so the idea that they still needed her, um, uh, just is one thing. And then also, CNN is so bendy. I have to give I'll give the Republicans credit. They have gotten like they go in on a laser. They uh basically to 
cry victim when anybody says anything that they don't like and CNN instantly capitulated. This was a work of art. This was a piece. This was a fictional. This is like a, this is a picture. It will, I mean, I think the whole thing is much to do about nothing. Uh, and I love how Trump had released some tweet today. Like, you know, it was like saying how she should be ashamed. It's like, wait a minute. The list of things that you should be ashamed for is long. It goes deep. Hashtag and kettle the, black. Exactly. And so the idea that, that it's like the, the biggest thing ever is the fact that she's taking a picture with some kind of doll head paint with painted red or something is supposed to be like just this oh my god she's inciting violence yes things are tough uh around all around and people like you know are because you're not inciting violence when you bait people with tweets at all right exactly he's not inciting violence but the idea that that picture was supposed to be such a you know please this is equivalent to uh, uh back in the day look it up on google when Sinead O'Connor ripped a picture of the Pope in half, and people lost their friggin' minds. She it was a picture, picture of the Pope. Exactly. It, it was a picture. The Pope was perfectly safe. He and his he and his and his he and his hat and his white gown were all safe. So Donald Trump is safe. It, the whole thing is ridiculous. But I but as far as CNN cutting ties with her, I am not surprised, and I actually think it's a win for both of them because Kathy, you would run out of ideas. All of this was about, you're right, number one, they're probably, uh, okay, it's time to do something else. And they didn't quite know how to tell her, break it, this gave them an excuse. Number two, it's about, as Daddy Pope would say, preserving the republic. That's what that's about. (laughs) Preserving the Republic. Well, so, you know, it, it reminds me. That just shows how how on the brink of disaster we are. If a picture of Kathy Griffin holding a doll's head, spray painted red, is enough to basically send send the whole send the whole Republic crashing down, then we're in dire dire. Kevin, it is. You know that one string that's at the bottom of your sweater, your shirt. That if you pull it, the whole damn thing unravels. <laughs> That's what this is. So, (laughs) Kathy Griffin, I don't know whether or not to say you'll be missed, because I don't normally watch it, Um, but sorry, sorry that you did. Maybe next time you'll think. Again, much to do about nothing, but in this day and age, you can't play. So, let's talk cord cutting, shall we? Yes, we must talk cord cutting. Because I know how anti, I shouldn't say anti, but... Yeah, no, you basically damn well are anti-cord cutting. No, I am not anti-cord cutting. In fact, I love you cord cutters because you make my empty threats seem real. So, yes, you guys keep cutting the cord. (laughs) And I can keep calling Dish Network and threatening to leave. And they're like, he might leave. Everybody else has, even though I know I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) So you guys help me lower my bill. So I am all about you. Keep cutting the cord. Well, Kevin, and now Dish knows you're not going anywhere because you've said so nationally. (laughs) Good going, Kev. (laughs) Good for you. You might be cutting the cord soon because they're on to you, brother. They are on to you. (laughs) So there's a new study by Nielsen that says, uh, there's a couple of things. It says that cord cutting doesn't mean divorcing your TV set. A lot of people think that cord cutting and going over the top means, okay, everybody's watching things on mobile now. That's partially true, but not all the way true. So um, the fourth quarter of 2016, they reported that more than 92% of all viewing Americans, adults age, 18 and older 
they watch on a traditional TV screen. So even though Netflix may have replaced uh, communication, communication outlets like Cox, the laptop screen is still not the best widescreen. We still, according to the survey, prefer a TV set as opposed to our more mobile devices, despite, you know, the fact that more and more people are using mobile devices. And so what they looked at was the total gross minutes of content viewership across TVs and then TV connected devices, as well as PC, smartphones and tablets in uh, the last three months of 2016. And so even though viewers certainly uh, use a ri- wider range of devices, like I was saying. Adult consumers are still tied to their TV sense, hence why you went and bought a 105-inch television. <laughs> it's only 55 inches, people. Don't believe the hype. But um, it's so easy now to throw from your device. You can be watching a video. You could be outside coming into your house watching a video on your iPhone or iPad and then immediately throw it onto your screen. So why wouldn't you? Why would you watch something on your phone? I'm shocked that people even try to watch actual movies on their phone when you can easily just throw it up onto your TV screen. Well, you can't take your TV with you. And when you're traveling, like if you travel a lot like I do, it is so good to be able to have, excuse me, a small screen to watch this content on. So a TV is not always, excuse me, the best of everything. Although... I do love a good TV. Oh yeah, no, I get it. If you're if you're out and about, that yeah, you're going to watch what you have with with what you have. But when you're at home, the idea that people are going to be at home looking at their laptop screen when their TV is right there is ridiculous to me. Why wouldn't you just throw it up onto your TV screen and finish watching whatever you're watching? No, but that's what millennials and Gen Z do. They will, you know, they'll be right in the room with everybody else, and they will have their phone, and they will have their uh, and they don't even use tablets as much. It's their phone, okay? They will have their phone and be watching whatever else they want to watch while everybody else is watching the big TV. So, the weird, you know what's funny? The weird thing is, I have to admit it, and that's one thing, I will be watching television and be, like, looking at my iPad or my phone at yes! the exact same time. It's don't like, you multi-screen? I multi-screen too. No, I do that all the time. And I'm using social media at the same time I'm doing it. So there might be a case where I'm live tweeting or doing social media at the same time a program is on. Yeah, I have all my devices surrounding me like a fortress. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so that's one study. There's another study, and this was done by Majid. It's a uh, data research firm, Majid. And they said that more users are contemplating cutting the cord than ever before uh, to Kevin's delight since he he thinks he's going to keep getting favor (laughs) in the eyes of Dish. But now that they know your game, the gig is up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I really don't. I think we're going to finally, the the back will hopefully break. The only thing that, that endangers the back breaking when it comes to the cable and uh, satellite monopoly and being and still trying to foist these huge packages on people as opposed to letting us get things a la carte is the threat to the internet, the threat to, oh my God, what is the term? Internet neutrality. Um, oh, net neutrality, yeah. yeah net, net neutrality, because if with 
net neutrality, the reason why a lot of the big companies want to get rid of net neutrality is because that will, that will, they will be able to break the backs of something like Netflix mm-hmm. if, uh, if net neutrality goes. Netflix is single handedly, you know, as far as I'm concerned, taking down, uh, taking down uh, uh, cable and uh, satellite. And so if they don't have the ability to, uh, you know, uh, deliver their product to us uh, in, a, in a reasonable or fast fashion, then that will upend everything and people will, they'll, they'll no longer be able to cut the cord. Exactly. I mean, mean, net neutrality basically says you have to offer the same thing to everyone. So not just those who can afford to pay X, Y, Z. So that's also going to affect consumers at the end of the day as well. So they're just greedy. Offer a better product and people will come. Don't don't be trying to cut people off at the foot feet because you can't do what you're supposed to do. Comcast and all of you, whatever. So Dish, your favorite, lost 143,000 subscribers, even factoring Sling in, because you know Dish owns Sling. AT&T lost 266 subscribers during the same time period. Um, Again, not offset by uh, additions to DirecTV now. And Charter was also hard hit. They lost 100,000 subscribers. So guess what? Stop being greedy asses. Stop, you know, offering subpar service. And people would want to stay with you. There's no damn reason they have to uh, keep prices as high as they do. So snip, snip. Well, okay. Now I'm going to, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to somewhat defend. Who's paying you? Who's paying you, Kevin? (laughs) Who's paying you? All right. The problem is these contracts that are signed. And I know for a fact that this is true. When uh, a, when a, a, a media company like Viacom has a popular channel, like, say, Comedy Central, Dish Network can't say, we want to make a deal just for paying for Comedy Central. Viacom will say, like, okay, we can talk uh, Comedy Central, but you also have to buy MTV. And you also have to buy, you know, like the Cartoon Network or whatever. They add a bunch of other networks into the mix. And you can't buy that. They will not sell the popular channels on their own. That's what so many of these battles are about. And... If if we can actually get to a point where the back is broken completely, then they will have to renege and let channels be sold on their own. And a, a lot of channels are going to go. The idea that there are like 400 uh, cable channels is ridiculous. Those channels only can be maintained under the current model where uh, networks are, or d- providers are forced to carry these uh, less popular channels. So if the once the back gets broken, we are going to have sub, substantially less channels, and everybody needs to know that that's going to be one of the. Uh, why are there so many ESPNs? Do we need? Look at how I don't even watch one ESPN. Are. Never mind the fifteen others that, that are there. It's you know, but but here's here's my thing. Even though you do, they will they do this kind of block booking process i understand that but if it was such a hardship why now are for example sling and playstation view why are they able to charge less but they still carry those same channels? now granted they carry far less but they have all the same popular channels so okay they all carry viacom they all carry vh1 and mtv and bet they all carry them but why is it 10 times higher with you so i don't buy their malarkey 
Okay, I will now. All right, I wouldn't say it's not ten times higher. That's a little bit hyperbole. Okay, five. <laughs> and also, they still don't offer you the ability to act, buy a la carte. I've looked at those other alternatives. Um, you know, I'm not made of money because it's like you're not paying me as much as I you promised when we first started doing this. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm mad at that. <laughs> I am mad at that. You are just a corporate whore, aren't you? <laughs> and so, so yeah, all these other, all these other, you know, offshoots that are alternatives are not offering. I again, I would love in any company that would say, you know what, for ten channels, you pay fifty dollars a month, and then you choose which ten channels. I would be there in a heartbeat. At this point, as far as I know, you can educate me, Tachi. If there is somebody that's out there that's doing that, that gives you, you pay for a number of channels, and then you choose which channels you want to fill up your 10 or 15 channels, then I would be over there in a heartbeat. No, I mean, you don't choose, but that's the thing. You're getting, okay, Sling is $25 a month, you know, before taxes and things like that for a, what is it, an orange plus, I don't remember, a blue package. So you don't get to choose, but at a price point so low, I'm not expecting to be able to choose. What I am expecting is if I'm paying damn near 100 something dollars a month for all of this, that I should have a little more leeway and you have none with them. I mean, you can call and threaten, but should I have to do that? Can't you just use good business practices to keep people? No. And that's why people are leaving. So I would rather be told, all right, well, this is what I have. Fine. 25 bucks, whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's better than uh, what you're going to get uh, most of the time from any of the major cable or satellite providers. I don't deny it. But to me, it's not enough to leave because of the fact that so many people have left and those numbers are astronomical. It is, as far as I'm concerned, it is so easy to get a much better deal than you used to be able to get with threats of leaving. And so they I know the drill. I am. I don't even I don't even bother talking to the uh, uh, regular operators. I'm like, you know, keep send me to the retention department, please, because I am leaving. And they're like, all right. And then. then I'm like, well, I'm on, I'm on my way out. I'm, I'm going to PlayStation View. Like, what can we do to keep you, Kevin? Well, I guess if you were able to give me free HBO and stars and maybe Showtime, I might stick around for another couple of days. And they're like, well, all oh, right. Yeah. No, they will do that because when I cut the cord and I just, well, let's try. I mean, they spent like 15 minutes trying to give me different things, but I was staunch in my belief that I'm not staying with you. But somebody else who, you know, wanted to use that as leverage, I could see that. But, you know, I, no love for them. No, no love for fake ones. So. I digress. So that's what's what with cord cutting. It's getting more and more popular and more people are saying that they would consider cutting the cord. So you can have all the damn paid channels, including pay-per-view for free. Okay, Kevin? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I have been getting free pay-per-view vouchers as well, but go ahead. See, <laughs> Let, let's talk A-Rod. So A-Rod uh, had Alex Rodriguez, who was a former Yankee slugger, has landed a deal with ABC News, and he sealed this deal and is going to have him appearing in segments across the news division for Good Morning America and also World News Tonight. So it's not just, it seems like it's not just sports related. This is like general news. He's 41 years old, and he's already a baseball analyst for Spock's Fox, Fox, 
Fox Sports. Insiders call it Fox News. Fox. <laughs> so Ooh, that's good. That's what we're going to call it, Fox News. There we go. <laughs> Uh, so the, the, his appearances would expand the scope and it would include, look at this, fitness, which makes sense, personal finance, and other topics beyond sports. I will wait and see because I don't know what the hell else he knows besides sports and baseball, but I will wait and see. Now, someone who was really jaded would look at the timing of this deal. What has been going on with A-Rod just before this deal? Has his profile, his media profile, gotten bigger? And it has. One might ask how it got bigger. Mm, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me, Kevin, be because I don't. His, could it be his recent dating and like love affair and being constantly shot by paparazzi walking with J-Lo and her mother because their love is so deep and so true so fast? That could have something to do with it, but hasn't this happened with J-Lo before? Just saying, oops, anyway. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Look, this game, whether it's news or soap operas or what soap operas, whatever dramas, it's about ratings. And people want the, um, the personalities or, you know, the talent is what drives ratings on these shows. It's not just about the news. And if we think it is, we're fooling ourselves. What? higher profile individual could you have that would make people watch besides having a rod as a commentator come on yeah well i the the funny thing is if i was signing a deal with him it's just like you know what this deal is as good as you are hooked up with j-lo the moment you break up you're out the door <laughs> because we only <laughs> we only care we only care about you as long as we think that you're basically with somebody that we actually care about uh, and the idea that we're going to be like getting like financial advice from a rod is really interesting that's scary as, um, really i shouldn't say scary it and, is <laughs> is it because he's managed to hold on to his baseball riches is that what that's about yeah you know what i'm not going to give anybody any awards when they're get, when they get paid like 50 million dollars that they manage to keep a house, roof over their head just like wow you're a marvel at managing <laughs> money <laughs> mogul. thank you you that is what the hell you're supposed to do it's like okay when my like when we were little my sister and I. We, you know how some people are like, oh, you got an A on your paper. Let's put it on the refrigerator. My parents didn't do that because that's what the hell you were supposed to do. What else do you have to do but go to school? Nothing. You don't have a job. You don't, and that's going to change soon. So what else do you have to do but do well in school? So I don't give you accolades for doing what the hell you're supposed to do. If you get paid X amount of millions, you're supposed to not only keep X amount of millions, but figure out a way to multiply it. So you get no accolades. Well, <laughs> Well, first of all, we know that your childhood refrigerator was clean. It so was clean. Clean. <laughs> except was no for the clutter going on on that fridge. Except for the whimsical <laughs> magnets that we had as de decoration. But well, one no of the crazy person. things is, and I shouldn't go there, but I got to go there because of the whole Kathy Griffin thing. One of the things is the reason why some people voted for Voldemort was the fact that he's a businessman. Look at how much money he's made. And then so some financial expert actually just looked at the receipts. Receipts and it oh, receipts. <laughs> receipts. receipts, receipts, <laughs> and it turns out that when his father gave him that like million and a half dollar, uh, you know, gift when he was like twenty or something, like nineteen or twenty, if he had just put that money 
in the bank, a regular checking account kind of with interest, he would have more money than he's actually worth today. <laughs> so the idea that the, the idea that people that uh, when you have a lot of money, you don't have to do anything. When people do these incredibly risky things that are already worth billions of dollars, it's just like um, you know, there are these you know, get, get yourself you know uh, a, a savings account and that money when you have like you know thirty thirty forty fifty a billion dollars. Oh my God! You don't have to do anything else. Um, I wouldn't be embezzled by. I wouldn't have any kind of money manager that embezzled from me because it's like, oh no, it is all in Citibank, and <laughs> this is how much I'm making. I would not deal with any of these people. So the idea that A Rod is a financial genius because he's managed to keep most of the millions upon millions he's made is just like wow. Again. You better you better stay with J Lo. You bet, and she better keep looking good, wearing incredible outfits, and smiling. Because if if that stops, then yeah, we don't need to see you. Thank you, and keeping it high and tight, both of them. <laughs> no, you did not. Oh, high and Whoa. tight. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go to the next story because it's getting really raunchy now. It is. It, it could go really south really quickly. <laughs> So I don't know if you knew that Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, had they they've gone into a uh, live television foray. They've been doing some live streaming, live television. Did you know that? Yes. Yes, it's over. So they had a uh, a show called Style Code Live, and uh, yeah, it was trailblazing. It was uh, produced by Amazon, and it's been canceled after just 15 months on the air. I don't know what it is with this one season, one year type thing. It's like you have to prove yourself or you're gone. So uh, according to page six, they called everyone to a staff meeting on Friday and said that they didn't have jobs anymore. No more show. (laughs) (laughs) Why make us come in for this? You could tell us in an email. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if this is the case, damn it, I am not coming to where I'm going to Central Park. (laughs) <laughs> I am going to have ice cream in the park. I'm going to meet my boo in the park or whatever. But yeah, call them in and they said there are no more shows, but everyone can stay on until July with pay to help cancel current bookings and wind things down. So um, according to page six, the end of the project came rather abruptly and it was a shock to the staff and it premiered last March. So it's, yeah, it's been just about a year, March of 2016. And it was a live Monday through Friday show that was co-hosted by former Good Morning America correspondent, Rachel Smith, MTV's Total Request Live alum, Lindsay Rodriguez, and Ariana Grande's brother, Frankie Grande. Okay, enough said. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> all right, this oh, story stop right now. Well, that answers all the questions. I, like, well, I wonder why. Oh, and Ariana Grande's bro. Okay, yes. Yeah, not Grande, not her. Her, yeah, her brother. brother. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. That's like and it's How headlined many... by Beyonce's cousin. Yeah, but she's not Beyonce. Okay. Let me ask you this: How many episodes of this did you watch? Um, that would be zero. Ask me how many I watched. How many did you watch? All of them? I watched all of nothing. Okay. So, <laughs> and if if only I had known Ariana Grande's brother was going to be on, I would have I would have made sure not to. I would have I was accidentally not watching it before, but I would have purposely not watched it had I known who was actually on the show. <laughs> so. You- 
the, the, the know, real story is how did the show manage to stay on over a year? That's the story, Taji. Well, You're telling the wrong story. Because it's Amazon, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. You know how certain people can make things happen. I guess they had to come to the realization. So, okay, for people who don't know what this was supposed to be, it was supposed to be an experiment in reinventing the QVC formula for the online generation. So viewers got beauty tips and fashion advice, and they could buy featured items directly from Amazon.com. Of course, this was all about sales. Uh, but this is the this is the thing. It's like, okay, when they came into the meeting on Friday, but, well, Friday... That um, it was a it's a thirty minute show. They had deleted their social media accounts, and then they told the staff. Oh my god! And it's not funny. I'm not laughing at that, but it's like they were like zip. They pulled out Instagram, pulled out Twitter, zip. They pulled okay, everything down. All right, Tachi. It's a, I'm not laughing at that, and then laughing hysterically. <laughs> It's not but I'm not laughing at their pain. That's what I'm not oh, talking okay. it's, it's not funny <laughs> that you come in and you're like, well, oh, the Twitter's down. And they're like, yeah, we have a staff meeting. And then you're told you don't have a job anymore. That's kind of my thing is like, you, it seemed like they were trying to hang on to the last minute. But you can't do that to people. You have to have some, you know, some way of telling them. And this said, always have some sort of exit strategy and know what you're going to do because these Itches ain't loyal. Isn't that the well, song? They, well, so. they, could, they couldn't tell them on social media because they had deleted their social they media. They deleted all the... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know well. what? Luckily, you know, for all of those staff members who um, have pop star sisters, I think they're going to be okay. I think they will. Okay. Let's talk um, a little bit more because we have a lot that we have to get to. <laughs> and I'm excited. So the Animaniacs reboot they are coming up with a reboot remember that cartoon from the 1990s from warner Brothers? it was amblin television it was warner brothers but amblin and warner brothers are kicking around a new version of this so i'm kind of excited well when animaniacs are coming back are they coming back with all of the different uh you know things that were involved in the animaniacs show because the honest truth was i wasn't a huge fan of the animaniacs even though they had baloney in their slacks i was (laughs) (laughs) i was all about pinky in the brain because one was a genius the other wasn't was insane they did their mousy work <laughs> to overthrow the earth. They were dinky. They were pinky and the brain. The brain, 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 brain. Yes. <laughs> but uh, p- they started on Animaniacs. Pinky and the brain. That's started. what I'm saying. I, the, the only reason I would care about Animaniacs coming back it's is if pinky, pinky and, and the, the brain, brain are featured. If they're not there, I'm not there. Okay, well, don't worry yet because there's no home for it yet. It's still in the early stages of development. So, you know, we don't know. But... um they're looking at the success of another Warner Brothers title, which is Fuller House, and it's one of the most watched originals on Netflix. So I think they're feeling their, themselves and said, what other 90s shows can we revive? And so that was um, Animaniac. So it ran for 99 episodes from 1993 to 1995 on Fox Kids. Then they moved to Kids WB from 95 to 98. Like I said, it spawned the primetime spinoff Pinky and the Brain, which aired on the WB, which I loved. And I liked the Animaniacs, too. I used to come home from class when I was in college and watch it. Okay, I was, I was going to say, if you say you can't come back from school and drink milk and cookies, I'm like, wait a minute. But okay, go <laughs> I, I did. 
All no, right. I just, I just wasn't in, in, in elementary school. <laughs> okay. So let's move on from that. Uh, congrats to them. We'll see. I, when I get more information, I'll let you know it's still in the very early stages of development. Netflix has ordered its first Turkish language series. They've been given a 10-episode order to an action drama that's inspired by his, the history and the legends of the Ottoman Empire. So it's supposed to be a drama that focuses on a young man that discovers he has power who, when Istanbul is threatened by dark forces, must team up with a group of misfit friends to save the city and all mankind. Doesn't this sound like X-Men? I'm sorry. It sounds like every other thing we've ever talked about. (laughs) (laughs) But in Turkish. Except now it's in Turkish. Exactly. So so, so, adding subtitles makes me only want to watch it less. So (laughs) (laughs) You're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so now the foolishness has spread to other countries. So <laughs> American foolishness of reboot and re- spread to other countries, I see. Okay, so um, let's talk. That's what I have for news. But we wanted to talk about our dear, dear, dear Bachelorette. And I found out something, that I have a connection to the Bachelorette. Oh, my God. You have a connection to Rachel? She's my sorority sister. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. I am not kidding. She is a Delta. (laughs) I want a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes scoops. I want all kinds of embarrassing stories about keggers. I want it all. Um, well, we were in clearly, we're in clearly different chapters, clearly across the country. She was, she pledged in Austin. So I have no clue (laughs) as to what she did. And I had never heard of her until now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, this week's episode of The Bachelorette because yes. we obviously we had our big special last week and a lot of people were talking about it. So we're going to do a little bit of a revisit before we get to our review, which is coming later in the show. So, Tanchi, uh, what did you think of the show? Should we talk a little bit about what happened? Um, because the beginning of the show was the fr- there was a group date um, yes. where um, everybody competed in an obstacle course um oh i should say who was competing it was dean uh jack uh jonathan um aka the tickle monster blake (laughs) iggy (laughs) well that was his occupation uh kenny and fred and lucas uh and lucas is the waboo guy ugh Anyway, they competed in a uh, husband-slash-father-themed obstacle course. And for some reason, I can't figure out why, but Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis showed up because apparently they are huge fans of the show. And they didn't—the only reason I think that that might be true is they didn't hawk anything. I'm thinking, we're huge fans of the show. And also, coincidentally, my new move—no, they didn't hawk— They didn't say anything. They didn't plug anything. They were just there. Well, I have a question, though. Again, remember, I don't really watch The Bachelorette or The Bachelor like that. Is that typical for celebrities to come? Because there's another celebrity that comes on later on in the episode. Is that typical? Is Again, that what you're happens? asking the wrong person. We are both okay. we are both riding for the first time with this Bachelorette for no particular reason. None, <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> so oh. no, I don't know if they normally have celebs and celebs that are that hardcore that they're just we just love this so much that we had to be a part of it, helping Rachel. Find, we're all helping Rachel to find true love. 
They, okay, can I just say this though? And I meant to say this on our special. I hope that she is taking some golden seal echinacea vitamin oh, C. Oh, I knew it. Because her mouth is uh, up in everybody's mouth. And that that's the thing that gets me. I'm like, oh, God forbid you don't know what these people do. So you're like, and it's not a peck. It's a serious oh, yeah, no, tongue down. Yeah, they, they go deep. Well, I, I, you know what? I, I would assume... Because it would be it would reflect so badly on ABC that they don't get that everybody doesn't have a physical and is checked for uh, STIs um, before <laughs> before just let's be real they, I'm sure they must be checked so because the worst thing would be if all of a sudden the Bachelorette uh, you know got gonorrhea or whatever on but and, they're not <laughs> sleeping together on the show um, yeah um, well unless there's something not, I know there's don't a, know. later in the show there's a thing called the fantasy suites oh, where they have have the option to stay overnight now they don't have to necessarily have sex they could just be you know cuddling or um you know doing crosswords together who knows um without a camera there uh so i don't know how you know some people have have talked about the fact that i've, I've done some reading and they've talked about the fact that the fantasy suites it went down and that's got to be the most painful though people that do that when you make it to the you're on the show long enough to get to the fantasy suite portion and then you put out and then you immediately are dismissed that has gotta hurt rachel it's gotta hurt Rachel Soror, let me tell you, number one, <laughs> make sure that when you get to the fantasy suite that you are wearing a onesie, <laughs> a onesie with pants and sleeves, and that way there's no, no temptation. No, you know what? Uh, one of those hazmat suits. We're, <laughs> we're <laughs> not a hazmat suit. You know, a onesie is not going to do it, Touch. You need a hazmat. Because that'll protect your eyes from any kind of thing that might be, you know, going around. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But I was really more so talking about, you know, all the kissing and stuff. Know, what if somebody has a cold? Because they're not going to be like, well, I'm sick today. I can't. No, they're there doing whatever. And then you catch somebody's cold or the flu or something well what's weird to me which i guess you sign up for when you come on the show it's i can see that you're attracted to somebody and and something happens and it can happen quickly and you kiss someone but when you like have a moment where like oh jeff you know i feel like a connection between you and i and then all of a sudden um he's examining your tonsils and then jeff walks off and four seconds later Todd, I feel like you and I have a really genuine connection, and then you and Todd are like, he's checking out how many feelings you have. And just like, it's a lot of close connections and a lot of deep, meaningful bonds with a lot of people really fast. I hope you're gargling with Listerine in between, in between each one. Yeah, that was, I actually would, because to me, I think the harder thing is for the guys, because you it know when, when, uh, when she's off with some other guy, and they can actually, sometimes they can actually hear her laughing with some guy in the next room. And then the guy comes back who's just made out with her, and then it's your turn to go in there, and you only have one moment to shine, because you know there's a rose ceremony coming, and you gotta basically show this chick you got the goods. And so, <laughs> you have to basically... <laughs> So let's let's <laughs> you have to bat clean up and just <laughs> and ooh. 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 Mm. you gotta stay in the game, Tachi. You gotta stay in the game. Okay, speaking of game, I I really am dying to get to the basketball game okay. part of this. 
Oh wait, but one thing I want I did want to say about okay. the wab, about the about the first thing. What about the Wabu guy when uh he strong door she strong armed Kenny the wrestler because uh, they were both trying to uh, get back the, to the finish line because they were thinking that they would, that would mean if you won the competition you get some kind of extra time with Rachel and of course they ended up not getting any you just get no. bragging rights but he actually like I mean he went hard. I thought it was going to maybe get uh, even more physical after that. But Kenny, even though he's a professional wrestler, I was I was kind of gave him credit for how he conducted himself. He was not happy, but it didn't get ugly. No, he conducted himself very well. Uh, I, you know, let's think about the fact that he's also a father, so he doesn't want to get on national television probably and embarrass his, his daughter or his family. So I think he's being very calculated because I don't, I know he, they asked like some of the, I don't know who else has kids, but we know definitely Kenny has a daughter. So I think he's being very calculated in his behavior because of that. That's just my observation. Yeah. I give him credit for that. Okay. One other thing I want to mention before we get to the basketball game where it all went down is um, (laughs) the, the one, the one-on-one date was, or actually it was a two-on-one date uh, when Peter 31 business owner from, uh, from uh, um, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, they, uh, they go on a private jet to uh, Palm Springs. Springs. It's not going to be just be you and I, someone else is coming who's been through a rough patch lately and of course it's her adorable dog and what makes an adorable dog even more adorable injury (laughs) hobbling on three legs with a cast yes oh my god uh her dog copper copper could not copper could not have been more adorable and of course that dog was straight from central casting i'm like did that did she have that dog before this show because that dog copper copper was everything Copper was everything. Yes, yes. No, he really used to central casting. (laughs) (laughs) He really was uh, just like a you know just like a regular dog, you know. Because sometimes you have these um, dogs that are like lap dogs, and sometimes you have these overly big. This was just like a regular dog that you would find anywhere, like you know, on the street or whatever. But it was Copper was really adorable, and Copper seemed to like Peter. Oh yes, yeah. he liked Peter, but he wasn't the only one that liked Peter, because Rachel oh, yeah. was with him for fifteen minutes, and she was like, "I'm feeling things. It's been like something's happening. My butterflies." And then she gave him, uh, you know, the rose, a rose, letting him know that he'd be safe at the end of the show. And they started. They, first, they had like a, a a kiss in the room where the where they were having dinner. Then she wants to show him something. They go outside, and there's fireworks, but they weren't seeing them. They were feeling them but they weren't seeing the fireworks because they were into each other they were making out like there was no tomorrow so and then she referred to herself as something that i have got this is the most adorable term i'm like this is why you're america's black sweetheart young lady she called herself a smitten smitten kitten yes (laughs) oh my god i was like you 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 won there's nothing to win but you won. <laughs> Just from that alone. Yeah, I think here's the thing though. I sensed this nervousness in Peter that he really want because did you notice that when they were in the room together at first that first kiss, 
She pulled him in. Oh yeah, she pulled him in. She initiated the kiss. She went and she, she went for that. it. Well, because you know, I the one thing is that's so interesting about the show and hearing how when she when we hear her confessions is I can see why as a guy you're like you know what I don't know how fast to go with this and she and you and you hear talking to camera about like she wants a guy to take control. Hence the guy in the episode one who grabbed her face and they and went in. Yes. Uh, so Peter was like hesitant and being a gentleman and she was like I don't even have time to wait for you to get up the courage like let's just do this and she was in and then he got the green light and then he was all about it yes yes he was you're right you're right and she's she's really into him but she's trying to you know be fair and hold back and see what's what because there are other prospects there but that was a nice date I think that, oh, clearly to me, Peter is way ahead of the pack. And one thing I have to say about that line. All right. If if I didn't know that the actress Meg Ryan was still alive, when she said Smitten Kid, I'm like, oh, my God, she is the re- she is the uh, uh, melanin rich reincarnation <laughs> of Meg Ryan. <laughs> she is Sally and she's looking to meet her Harry. <laughs> like a smitten kitten. Oh, my God. You she- are adorable. But she's so, much, she's so much prettier than Meg Ryan. I'm sorry. No no disrespect to Meg Ryan. <laughs> I meant as far as adorable factor being, you know, just 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 crazy adorable and basically could be the star of romantic comedy. She basically is a star of a romantic comedy that we're all watching play out. She is. And then, and that then is ha- such a good call, Kevin. Yeah, and then having a disabled dog with a... Come on. Just how, <laughs> how does it get more adorable than that? She's a smitten kitten with an injured dog. So, oh. yeah. Yes. So let's get to where it all went down, Tachi. Oh. All right. There was a group date where they all went to go play basketball. And on the b- group date was Will. Uh, it was uh, Jamie, uh, Dig, Alex, um, uh, Adam, Lee, Matt, Eric, uh, Josiah, and um, oh, my God. I th- um Oh my God, Demar- um, Demario, Demario, and Demario. Demario. Oh, How can I forget oh, yeah. his name? And Demario. Uh, exactly. And for no apparent reason, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there because oh, he was another celebrity. When, when you're looking for love, who do you want on your team? Who do you want on your side to help you wade through the, the, you know the process of finding your life partner? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Abdul-Jabbar. of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is you know what uh, sometimes reality shows basically uh kind of bait you and make you think that something big is company coming and when it actually you see what they've been teasing it's like wah wah not today this <laughs> the bachelorettes when they teased us at the end of last week they were not teasing they came across <laughs> they are not a yes. date. they're a date that puts out because, Ooh, damn. <laughs> because... <laughs> there's no wow, there was this wasn't heavy petting <laughs> we no. got the, we got the full deal we left satisfied uh, because yes. <laughs> Yes, because after the basketball game, Demario had shined. He had played well, and he had flirtation time with uh with Rachel, and he had picked her up, and and sparks were flying. But then all of a sudden, after uh, when the guys go went to uh, to locker room to change, um, all of a sudden some girl approached Rachel and said, "You know what? Uh, uh, Demario isn't who you think he is, and not only do, is he not who you think he is, I have receipts." 
bitch. And <laughs> so then Rachel Rachel went to the locker room and called DeMario out. All the other guys were jealous because they thought that he was getting a rose or something uh, because they sensed that something that the connection during the game. And uh, and my favorite part of everything is this. When they start walking into the gym and uh, DeMario looks and, and, and the woman says, a karma's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this? Exactly. <laughs> we don't know. That's why we brought your behind out here. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so delicious. And what I love about that is after he said, who is this? Then slowly as the conversation continued, it tried to, oh, oh, this is just some woman I kind of know. And then she goes, well, I have I have the receipts. I have uh, I have different uh, uh, texts from you. And so then she told the story about the fact that he was literally just at her. He has keys to her apartment and he was just at her house like days before he took off and all of a sudden she saw him on the after the rose ceremony is when she saw him on television and like hey wait a minute this that's my boyfriend and um and he just ended all communication once he got the call uh to go on the bachelorette and so he was acting like well no i had broken things off with her and so then rachel said uh, like the like the good attorney that she obviously is i didn't know about her i wasn't sure we got to she's good we saw her user attorney now before i look at your uh, before I look at this girl's receipts, <laughs> is there anything that questions? you want to say? And that she was she was very litigious in the way she did things. She was like, okay, now while how how long was it that you broke up? Was it before? Well, she was trying to get everything. I said, you are getting down to the nitty gritty. Good for you. And she. Finally, was just like you know what? All right, bye. She was like, you well, need he, to well, get he, well, the funny thing was, he was being super vague. But to me, he they, been, but he was he, also stumbling. Yeah, exactly. But, but to me, he should have been dismissed the moment. Like, well, who is this? And then it's like, oh well, yes, I've had sex with her several times. It's like, wait a minute. So you didn't know who she was two minutes ago? You're like, who the hell is this? I have no idea until she produced a phone where you're basically saying all kinds of things to her that clearly indicate that you guys were seeing each other and that you were in a relationship. And then oh, she's just so crazy maniac um he tried to sell it at towards the end and so rachel and she's and and uh, unlike meg ryan she started well not like unlike early meg ryan later meg ryan would curse but the early meg ryan was too adorable to curse and so she started she's like she started the, she said get the f and they had to bleep her and all that kind of stuff i'm not tolerating this bleep i mean it went it got real and so he was dismissed and he just looked like a deer head like this. he was stunned as he was getting into the minivan to be driven away he didn't even what i love is he didn't even get the sad limo cry because he didn't even get to leave in a limo left in a minivan what is more humiliating than being driven away after being revealed to be a cat on national television in a Anyway. <laughs> and the thing is, he still had not accepted that this was the case because he was like, oh, yeah, man, this is crazy. Went to the uh, the minivan driver, like, yeah, how you doing? You know, I'm like, is there, is there no whatever realization of what you just did? You thought you can run this game and get away with it? And Rachel is like, I don't know the other the other woman that he's with, but you could tell that she's just she just is. Rachel is. But that one other woman just is. She's like so much more glamorous than this other woman. And so he probably got caught up in all of that. And, oh, I'm going to be on TV. Oh, and she's fly. She's bad. I want. And forget you, uh, Delilah, or whatever her name was. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Delilah had other plans. And the producers had a hand in that because Delilah would have been none the wiser, probably. Oh, yeah. And she would have known where to go. They were at some random gym, high, high school gym or whatever, and, and she showed up there. Um, exactly. But, but she would not have known because they don't know. Nobody knows the shooting schedule. That exactly. is um, staged nonsense if I ever heard it. But I do believe that the situation is real. Oh, oh, definitely no. But when she showed up with her receipts, if I was a producer, it's like, oh yeah, get her in ASAP. Hair, makeup. Let's get let's get the party started. Take that, get that minivan. Pick her up from the <laughs> Motel Six. Wait, have the minivan standing by. <laughs> Pick her up for the Motel Six because we're not paying for, uh, you know, a fancy hotel. Get from the Motel Six or the Red Roof Inn. Actually, the Motel, the Motel Four. We're not even doing the there six. You that's, go. Too, that's too posh. That, the Motel that's four. two numbers too posh. <laughs> well, the roughest part of the show was at the end. It, it ended with a cliffhanger because they are just they are delivering. Um, they didn't give us the satisfaction of seeing a rose ceremony. Um, all of a sudden, uh, at the uh, as the guys are talking with uh, Rachel at the pre rose ceremony where everybody's pleading their case before they did, who's going to get cut or not um who shows up at the at the gates uh is De, uh demario saying he needs to speak with uh needs to speak with rachel and so uh chris um hansen goes in and says you know what mario's outside demario's outside do you want to talk to him and she says she's curious and we see her walking towards uh walking towards the gate and security standing outside with him and it's to be continued it's it's like you yes bas- you bastards are gonna make us watch one more episode <laughs> yes yes you, you know what though here's the thing what i can't figure out is i understand that um i can kind of see why but there's too much caring about the other guy here if this makes any sense so first with wabu and who's the other one that kind of knew him because he lived with the girlfriend his Oh God! It Who was made Lucas you know the guy? And I think Lucas was it Ryan. And, I think it might be Ryan, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll call him Ryan. So <laughs> he is like, I know him, and I'm going to expose him. Why do you care? She is smart enough to discern who's there for who she wants. And even if she wants him, you just have to sit there and deal with it. But she's trying, she spent all of that time that they were together. Like half of it was dedicated to Wabu. What does that make no, sense? Okay. Now, uh, uh, unlike you, I understand as far as, and, and no, Rachel is not smart enough because if she was, he would have been, again, the moment, no, he she said, is smart enough. the moment he said, Wabu, when he got out of that limo, it's like, you know, do a Yui and take him by, but, but she, no, but the producers want Wabu there. They want him there. So she has no call in that. Now she she has swore, to keep him around she, for a while. She swore up and down on Jimmy Kimmel that that was her choice, not the producers. So she can say anything. Any, any n- number of nonsense things. <laughs> I don't believe that. That was the he makes for good ass television. Excuse my language. Yeah, I know. I agree. Good television. Okay, you're cursing like Rachel and um and a later career Meg Ryan. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I said the a word. I'm sorry, and I'm not a cursor. It's, it's fr- just bringing I'm it out. I'm pretty of me. shocked. You know, kids love our show. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> do they now? Yeah. That's news. Thanks. I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Anyway. I believe that children are the future. 
All right. All right. We're running short on time, Tachi. So we we've, we've ended our Bachelorette talk. We might, the sad part is we may have to come back and revisit this in our next episode because it's gotten so good. We'll see it, what happens. It is. We probably will wor- have If it's to. worth talking about one more time. So it's time to discuss our review of the week because you're probably thinking, like, wait, do you guys review TV shows? Yes, it turns out we do. Yes, we do. We actually do. <laughs> so this week we are reviewing Star's uh, uh, new series, American Gods, and it's actually uh, based on the 2001 novel uh, by uh, Neil Gaiman. All right, so let me tell you a little bit uh, about the show. Okay. Okay, the show is about a character named Shadow. Shadow is a man with a past, but now he wants nothing more than to live a quiet life with his wife and stay out of trouble until he learns that she's been killed in a terrible accident. Uh, Flying home for the funeral as a violent storm rocks the plane, he is greeted by a strange man in the seat next to him. Uh, The man calls himself Mr. Wednesday, and he knows more about Shadow than is possible. Uh, He warns Shadow that a far bigger storm is coming, and from from that moment on, nothing will ever be the same. So, Tachi, what did you think of American Gods? And wait, I forgot to give everybody, our audience, the uh, little caveat about how we do this. Tachi and I always watch at least a minimum of two episodes of every show we review, and this week is no different. So, again, Tachi, what did you think of American Gods? This was really interesting. Let me tell you, you know I always look at things from a production value, and the cinematography was absolutely beautiful. I, again, you can't in this day and age have any type of television program and not have it cinema quality. Beautiful, beautiful shots, and they were able to integrate whatever CGI and special effects they used well. It wasn't cheesy. It wasn't overdone. It felt like it was actually part of the show, obviously, and it gave it a little bit of a sci-fi feel, if that makes any sense, which I appreciate because I love sci-fi. So I really liked the cinematography. I think I think the acting was was. Is stellar. One of my favorite scenes is what the one the scene in um, I don't remember if it's episode one or two, but they go to the house. It's uh, Cloris Leachman is yes. playing like the episode head sister. Two. Episode two, right. So she's playing like the head sister. There are three sisters and the brother who's like, what, a cow killer or whatever he is or whatever he does. And, the, the you know, the funny, she's just hilarious. She has this accent and she says, I don't know how to cook. You know, that type of thing. Stay for dinner. I don't know how to cook. So there's a, that little bit of comic relief in this story that's like really serious. So I really appreciated that. Um, and of course, the um, what what is the lead actor's name? I just saw him the other day in an interview. Uh, Ricky, oh, Ricky, uh, Ricky uh, Whittle. Yes, Ricky Whittle, who's actually a British actor. We we have this influx of British actors who do the American accent now, probably because our accent is so non complex, so <laughs> that anybody any chimpanzee can pick it up. So, um, just he's just gorgeous. He's just got the you know I'm. I have a thing for the gorgeousness of men. So he's what? Just... Uh, this is shocking new revelation. <laughs> we're, we're, every, the audience is floored. I hope they were sitting down and not driving as they were listening to this. Hashtag loud sigh and eye roll. 
anyway, <laughs> he's just just gorgeous, and I think he does a really nice job with this. But going back to the initial thing, you know, I was a little shocked when you know it, he comes home, he gets released from prison, and they let him go early because the wife, his wife, died in an accident. So he gets there to the um the funeral, and they're there, and it's with apparently he was with she was with his her best friend's husband. At and the, you his know, at the time, friend. yeah, it was his and best his friend, best friend, his right? Best friend and her and um her best friend's husband. So they're like a best friend couple. Yeah, and apparently they share more than just friendship. <laughs> yeah, they shared more than they knew because she apparently uh, died in the crash with her mouth around something. I'll let you figure out what that <laughs> is. <laughs> so that shocked me. I was like, oh, for real. The, the way they unfolded that or made it unfold was perfect because I never would have guessed that that was the case. So you know, it was, was it's some it, this show has some rough stuff, and you you're right about the visuals. There is a scene at the beginning when he is anxious when Shadow uh, is waiting to get out of prison, and um, he he's nervous. He feels like something isn't right, and then um, he all of a sudden what's the visual was spectacular to me anyway when the ceiling of his jail cell opens up and mm. and the ceiling is his wife in bed looking down at him and she says like you know good night puppy and she calls him puppy and um anyway I thought she I thought, said puppy no it's puppy it's actually his nick you'll see if you watch more episodes his nickname is puppy i puppy. initially thought that she okay. was calling him poppy too yeah um, but it's it's puppy and there's a reason why that it's revealed why she calls him puppy later on in the uh in the series but um anyway i thought that sequence was incredible the opening sequence because the show is all about different gods and all the and that basically uh the concept is that People come from all around the world to America, and they bring their gods, their religion, uh, their yes. mythology comes with them. And um, we see uh, stories of each. The beginning of each episode shows us a little bit about of a, a different god from a different part of the world. What about the slave ship? Because that was oh. one of the most incredible oh. sequences. It was incredible. And let me tell you. You know, I understood what they were saying because I speak Igbo. They were speaking Igbo. So the whole story oh, uh, of Anansi. Tachi, you just always have to go for extra credit. It's like, oh, I wasn't <laughs> reading subtitles like the rest of you peasants. I wasn't reading subtitles because I understood. And, you know, usually sometimes when they pick, like, it could be any African language. And then I so saw I was looking and they were speaking. And I said, wait a minute, they're speaking Igbo. I understand. And it's not often that that happens, you know. So that was especially, I was like, oh, wow, they picked Igbo as the um thing and of course because they had anansi um which is like the spider um who's a trickster so yeah interesting well anyway the next show that we review i hope that there's a sequence where they're using pig latin and then i will not be reading the <laughs> subtitles so you don't then. even understand that so be quiet <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what we need to really talk about because the real star of the show is a little lady named bellaquis Yes. What did you think of that? First of all, let let me let me just say this. I'm used to seeing levels of nudity. <laughs> I have never seen anything where they were all both males and females 
fully with nothing on. You know how they always usually try to hide like the um the groin area when it cut. They didn't hide a damn thing. That so, act, the actress. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her name. If you can, if you know, if you can pronounce her name, because since you can speak other languages, you can pronounce her name for me. Because I'm not gonna even try. But I don't the think act- this girl is evil. Uh, Hold on. What what is her name? Do you want me to? I can't pronounce it. That's what her name. Bellaquist is the name of the character. Her name is spelled Y E T I D E. First name, last name, B A D A K I. I think she's Nigerian. It sounds like she's Yoruba. So I'll look at her name and then I'll tell you. Well, anyway, that actress is shockingly to me she is so beautiful and she She's is gorgeous. perfectly cast because i'm just gonna i'm gonna give something away but it happens pretty early in the series she is uh some kind of god that basically is some kind of god of sex and fertility and she basically in the most striking way devours the people that her that she has sex with and by doing so it seems that keeps her going she needs to be worshipped during sex and that scene is just the first time we see it and then we see later a montage where we see all kinds of and she's taking a lot of different comers she is sexually fluid (laughs) (laughs) so the girl likes to party (laughs) she she has an appetite and what's really interesting is there's very the whole especially when you see the first sequence you know because that's according to um um some I've psychological journals that that some men that's their their deepest darkest fear is what ends up happening to that man uh, that they will be swallowed up you know uh, and it was spectacularly done but the actors that girl has a the, like a rocking body and zero shame yes. zero none zero shyness <laughs> none if you're going if you're going to show the bottom area of it you you have no shyness yeah none. that girl and Whatsoever. she knew she look good and then there's a scene where after she's after the whole kind of ceremony is over where she rolls over and she gazes at her naked body in the mirror and it's just like she wants her she wants herself as much as we want her she (laughs) (laughs) like she can't get enough she's like damn look at what i got when i'm working with y'all this is (laughs) she is she she looks like don't you want me if you don't why you know that's what she looks like (laughs) Yeah, so no, there's okay. Let's. I I hate to be base, but that's what we do. Okay. <laughs> as far as eye candy goes, this show delivers. So you got you got uh, Ricky Whittle Shadow. He's giving you something to tune in for. She's giving you something to tune in for. So there's a lot. Yes, 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 yes. It's. I I'm I have to say I'm enjoying it. The one thing I don't like is I don't like over over overly gory stuff. And yeah. I think there's a little too much of that and I think that the stories could be told at without a lot of that. It seemed like especially in the uh, yeah, I've only seen the first two episodes. It seems like we could do without that. I mean, but otherwise I'm enjoying it. Okay, another standout besides Cloris Leachman, who just goes without saying, is she brings her A game to everything she's ever in. Gillian or Gillian Anderson, um, you've only seen a touch of her because you haven't seen. I've seen more episodes. 
um, Gillian. Oh, the one that plays media. She played. Yeah, she was. uh, She was Lucille Ball in the episode that you saw. Yes, yes, yes. She's awesome. That was everything. But uh, just to give you a little bit more, I'll give you a couple of hints of things to come. That she is Ziggy Stardust at one point, and she delivers, and she is Marilyn Monroe, and it is everything. It is everything. So this show is, as far as I'm concerned, it's really delivering. It's already been renewed for a second season, and I'm not. We're not done with season one, and I'm already looking forward to season two. So I, I think that we're at a point where. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, no, no. Go ahead and ask me. I gotta ask you. So, Tachi, are you going to keep watching American Gods or are you going to change the channel? Oh, I'm going to keep watching. It's it's already captivated me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep going. Well, needless to say, I already said I've already admitted I'm looking forward to season two, and season one isn't even close to <laughs> close to being over with yet. I have several episodes to go. Um, but it's and but what's good about it is it's not a huge commitment. It is an eight episode season. What I am hoping that next season will be longer. I need I'm because I'm already angry about Game of Thrones is about to come back, and it's only going to be a seven episode season. I'm okay. You networks, you uh, premium networks are getting crazy now with these shows, with how short these seasons are, especially due to the fact that they normally don't come back for at a minimum a year and sometimes mm-hmm. longer than that. So the idea that you can only muster up eight hours of show in a year or seven or eight hours a year, no. No dice. Short, and you don't get a discount because it's only eight episodes on your HBO. Exactly. Mm, Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, American Gods, too, because I will just um, uh, renew. You know what I do. I take the free trial. (laughs) I I, I kill that free trial, and then I come back as needed. I heard that. I could not agree more. That's the way. In fact, what I used to always do with uh, Showtime, because I've never really been a fan of Showtime, um, the movies were always subpar that they had. And when it came to shows, there was a couple shows I loved. I loved Nurse Jackie and I loved Penny Dreadful. And coincidentally, they began and ended at the same exact time. So I would literally, the Sunday that, that it was the season premiere was happening, I would call Dish Network and be like, sign me up for Showtime. And then the, on the night, a few weeks later when it was the season finale I'm like i'm no i'm done with showtime drop it like a hot rock yes and, and not come back until the following year that's right that's right gotta save those pennies so all right tachi where can people find our show you've got several different ways so you have no excuse we are on soundcloud clown SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, and you can also listen to us on Podbean. But if you go to www.tvchanneling.com, it goes right to Podbean and you can listen that way. And my dear Kevin, what about if they want to contact us? How can they reach us? Oh my God, Tachi, we are all over social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Snapchat. You can find us on Instagram and you can find us on my personal favorite twitter and we are known as tv channeling 
everywhere. And we want to hear from you. We want, uh, you can tell us what you think of each episode. You can tell us what you think of the shows that we've reviewed. If you agree with us or disagree with us, we would love to hear your take and we will talk right back to you. And also, we'd love to know if there's some show that's like, uh, you know, we've missed or some story in entertainment news that you feel like you want to hear our take on that we haven't talked about or a show we haven't reviewed let us know and you can make it happen so oh one other thing when you are uh uh listening to us on podbean or any other platforms please follow us we love it when you follow us because one of the benefits of following us is when we do a special you will be the first to know and those of you who are thinking like what specials we've already done too yes. <laughs> we did our oscar special and we did our uh bachelorette season premiere special so you'll be the first to know and also if you like what we're doing we would love it if you would leave a review of our show on itunes or whatever platform you happen to be listening on give us a review if you don't like what we're doing you are a busy person with a lot to do the world is complicated don't waste your time leaving a bad review come on you know what (laughs) hug your kids hug your kids i thought you were going to say hug your cat you could do that too if you have a cat hug your cat (laughs) (laughs) hug whatever pet you have instead of writing a negative review but if you love us you know you got plenty of time to do that hugging your family write that review and write it now (laughs) well we definitely love you for listening and on that note we're going to call it quits and let you go back to what you were doing before we appreciate you and i'm going to say bye from tachi and goodbye from kevin and remember If you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.